You're listening to The Dog Mom Show, the podcast where we want to know about all of your dog's weird habits. So I have to tell you this story. Uh, I was at the gym the other day, and I'm on the elliptical machine doing my thing. And here comes this woman walking straight towards me, and she's wearing a T-shirt that says, easily distracted by wieners, and had a picture of a wiener dog on it. Y'all, I about fell off the elliptical. I wanted to like chase her down. Like I just thought like she's taking her dog mom game to a whole other level. I have a t-shirt that says dog mom. Okay, very original. I, I just, I loved her, you know, dedication. And then I went and looked on Amazon because I had to know, did she buy this? Are there others out there? And yeah, there it's, it's on Amazon. You can get t-shirts, hats, wine glasses, you know, you name it, the whole thing. So, all right, welcome to the Dog Mom Show. I am your host, Chanda Gunter. Don't forget to check us out on the web at thedogmomshow.com and on Instagram at thedogmomshow. Well, it's March. Spring is almost here. Many of you are traveling for spring break and planning summer vacations. Then there are some of you who thinks that you'll never travel again because of your dogs. Well, today we're talking with pet-friendly travel expert, Brandy Alexander, and she's gonna share some amazing Amazing ideas for traveling with your pets. Brandy, welcome to the Dog Bomb Show. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. I'm telling you, like my husband and I have just decided we're just never going to go anywhere for the rest of our lives. We have three dogs <laughs> and, and just and three bulldogs at that. So like nobody wants to pet sit, you know, slobbery bulldogs that just want to <laughs> do nothing but lay in your lap, you know, so you don't have anybody like, you know, lining up at our door ready to pet sit. So yeah, I am really interested. And I, I want to clarify too, I should probably clarify that you are a road trip expert when it comes to traveling with your dogs, not flying, correct? That is correct. Um, so my dog, Ellie, is about a 50 to 60 pound um, black lab mix. She has anxiety um, as well as like separation anxiety. So yes, all the travel that we do is by car at this point. But I love it. I, I think she loves it. She loves being in the car as well. So um, that's the right. mode that's working for us right now. Yeah, you know, I was, I was curious. I mean, I've traveled with a puppy before, but I've never traveled with a full-size dog. And I was like wondering, like, is that even possible? If you're like, I've got a Great Dane. Can he sit in my lap? Like, how does that even work? So if you're wanting to learn more about flying with your dog, maybe another episode. <laughs> you do have some really great travel tips for us. So first, let's get to know you a little bit. We know that you have a Black Lab mix named Ellie. How old is she? Uh, she is six years old. So tell us a little bit about you. Where, where are you from? Like, what do you do for a living? Tell us a little bit. Awesome. So I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised in Texas from the Dallas area. And I work in curriculum, elementary curriculum at kind of the state level, helping schools and districts adopt materials. I was in the classroom for about seven years and um, then went back and did kind of administration. So I found that working in elementary curriculum is my sweet spot and it provides the schedule um, that I'm looking for in order to be a good dog mom, <laughs> to have uh, <laughs> days where I can get out and kind of enjoy traveling or you know be even being out in the community and how long have you and ellie been together 
Uh, Ellie is a rescue. She, uh, I found her, it will almost be six years in July. July 1st is when I uh, picked her up. She was wandering the woods out in some land in kind of Huntsville area. And uh, we waited a couple of months and they put up signs and all of that. And then a couple months later, she became mine. But with that, we could tell that she had been harmed. Uh, She was really malnourished. And so my friend kind of helped her um, get on a more healthy weight. And then, of course, I kind of took over and was working with my vet. And so it wasn't until Hurricane Harvey hit, actually, that she would even come into our house Um, She stayed outdoors, really wouldn't let anybody touch her. So it's been a complete journey with her um, that took about three, three months for her to feel comfortable um, around me. And now we're inseparable. So now it's the opposite side where we uh, are working on the separation anxiety. But, you know, I think. Yes, yes. So it really, um, all of this really kind of began getting out with her a little bit more uh, around COVID. I feel like COVID, you know, kind of forced us outdoors. And I was Mm -hmm. trying to get creative because I, it was just her and I in an apartment. And I was like, we cannot live like this. So that's where I started really trying to research places we could go safely and um, spend time outside. But she loves to be out and about. and, And so do I. So we're a good match for each other. All right. So you you touched on it a little bit, but I wanted to ask you, like, so how did you get into traveling with your dogs? You said it started with COVID, right? I think so. Um, When Ellie was kind of growing up and she was younger, I was actually living with my dad. He had some health issues. And so... um, I have always loved to travel, and so I've been traveling ever since I kind of had the paycheck to do so (laughs) post-college, but he passed in 2018, and so it was just me and Ellie, and like you, I had a couple of sitters, um, that some were great and some not as much. Um, I could never tell, you know, really if she was happy, and I even tried, you know, some of the boarding places, but I just... I could tell from the tour and and I wasn't comfortable that they didn't send me pictures or, you know, that it was kind of concrete areas. And so I just started bringing her her with me. Um, I have a friend that I travel with. She's a travel nurse. And so she had taken a uh, assignment in Arizona. So uh, during our two week Christmas vacation, Ellie and I drove all the way out there to Arizona, but stopped in like White Sands National Park. And oh, it was so fun to watch her play. I When I get to some <laughs> of those areas, I'll take the 10 foot leash so that she has a little bit more running space right. um, when we get there. And so it was just so fun. It felt like she was a puppy again. So that if I can slide that tip in there, getting a 10 or even 15 <laughs> foot leash, if you're going to somewhere expansive, because especially with national parks, we want to make sure that um, we're following all the rules. I don't want to get in trouble. Um, I like going to them and I want to keep my, <laughs> my, uh, pa- what is it? My annual pass um, in good standing. Right. And so by having a little longer leash that lets her kind of be uh, a dog still and, and run around, but uh, do so safely. Yeah. If we're new to this whole experience of traveling with our dog, what are some complications that have come up for you that you can maybe share with us to kind of ease us into it? 
So the the thing I think that takes me the longest is just the accommodations. Um, I it has gotten easier. Um, what you have to be careful of is that supplement, um, that extra money, because some of them want you know sometimes it's fifty dollars a night, sometimes it's fifty dollars a stay. Um, I'll go to like a generic travel search engine like a Expedia and put in the dog friendly to kind of start with what hotels in the area, you know, might allow dogs mm-hmm. and then start kind of price matching from there. But um, the fees can add up. So my kind of priority when I'm looking at trips uh, with her is is that accommodation first. Okay, so checking and double checking and making sure uh, that the hotel one accepts the dogs, the fees that come along with it and making sure that uh, you know, you don't get surprised whenever you arrive. So now that you've got a place to stay, you've got to eat. So do you order in? Do you go out to dinner? Is there a way to like find restaurants that are dog friendly? I started by the app Bring Fido. Um, that would kind of okay. give me a, uh, a picture of it. But I will go to Yelp and I'll go to Google Maps and I will see if they have outdoor seating. Sometimes I'll call ahead. But, um, you know, there are those kind of ebbs and flows of a trip. You know, some nights I have a place that I really want to eat. And so I'm going to shower and get my hair done and my makeup and, you know, go have (laughs) a nice dinner or, you know, a drink or something like that that I've planned or, you know, sometimes historical or like a really popular, you know, kind of infamous foodie Mm -hmm. place. Um, But other times, you know, we just want to get a quick bite or bring it to the hotel. I would say on average, probably half and half, half where, you know, Ellie's with us. So it really just kind of depends. Again, I think uh, the takeout food these days, that game is real strong. Most restaurants will have that. Okay, so if you're planning on going out, you're not going to stay in. Um, do you suggest, you know, you put your dog in a crate rather than letting them run around the hotel room loose? I want her to ha- be comfortable in a crate. And oftentimes, you know, when I leave a hotel, I I don't want to chance it at all if she were to get anxious. And so I do carry her crate with me. I would be afraid my dog would... Even those normal at home, but yeah. would like, you know, tear up the curtains or something. <laughs> yes, yes. That's that's exactly why I bring the crate. And I, I'm i afraid my dog will scratch the door. Um, or, you know, oh, if there yeah. were a, I don't know, I've been to hotels and the fire alarm goes off. You know, those kind of things. <gasps> oh, and, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. And so the other thing that I adopted, and I will, I will give Hilton the credit for it. We stayed at a Garden Inn. I think a Holiday Inn made us do it too. But you have to put a, a, a door hanger that says, hey, my furry friend is inside or something like that. But I will oh, say... Oh, I love that. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. But anytime I leave, I will notify the lobby and just say if there's an emergency you know my dog's um in this room just in case i wonder if it would be a good idea to maybe make your own sign just out of precaution yeah i was thinking of doing that like um i thought about even making like a little business card that you could um tape on there this is ellie you know Um, If you need to call her or something like that and my cell phone number, um, but something, um, I think that would be cool. I like that. Now, you just went to the Everglades. Is that right? 
Yes, I took a two-week trip over Christmas break and uh, did all sorts of things. But yeah, my main focus was the Everglades. I spent about four or five days there. So I have to ask, I mean, are you, did you do like the fan boat thing? Was Ellie with you? Like, I would be worried about alligators and stuff. <laughs> me too. Me too. I mean, like, I'm totally picturing like, you know, a TikTok video of her just cruising on that fan boat. <laughs> I'm thinking that is so cool. But at the same time, I'm just, I would, I would be terrified that, you know, my dog would run into the water and, you know, that would be the last time I'd see him and that would be horrible. So uh, initially in the planning phase, she was going to come with me because my whole plan was to do the Everglades and then go see my brother in North Carolina uh, and and his family. And so uh, because I would be gone for a while, the plan was that she was coming with me. But the more research that I did about the Everglades was there, there were like three areas that you could go to. One was on a boat only. One was kind of some trails that I think she would have been okay on. And then the third was this area where, like, there's only nothing but alligators on the side of the road. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I... I know her. She will run up and she would, you know, I don't think she'd know anything about him and try to smell him like another dog. And so um, I ended up not taking her because I thought she would be, you know, in her crate all day and that wouldn't be fair to her. Um, yeah. But, but I have to say, I've been like, I, we went to Saguaro National Park and there were some great dog trails that she could go on. And um, we've been to the Badlands together and she really enjoyed that. Um, so it's doable. But, but, you know, some trips are, I, you know, I want her, I enjoy being around here. We're going to go do something out in nature where she can go. Some of them are like trips I've planned. And if she can come, then she comes. And so uh, for that trip, it was one where I really wanted to go see the Everglades. And because there really wasn't much for her to do, um, she did stay home with my uh, with my mother. She, she does not like water. Um, so I don't... Um, know where that comes from she's a lab and she doesn't like water (laughs) yeah yeah she we have this one kind of dog park that has a water area where you can kind of go into the lake and she may put her toe in it but that's that's about it so so i don't know if she's just had um you know trauma from it or just does not prefer it but you know um, could be i you know i'll give my own tip here i i had i used to have a golden retriever And when she was three months old, we had to go to California for a wedding. And so we drove out there and uh, I had heard about a place called Dog Beach. And I'm like, well, we have to go. And so we went to the beach and, you know, again, she's three months old. So she's, you know, not trained and, you know, just kind of crazy. We let her off the leash. And she just went straight for the water and this big old wave comes and oh. picks her up, throws her around. My husband had to go in and say, literally save her life because she was heading out to sea. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and from that moment on, she wouldn't go back into the water. She was terrified of it. But even at home, like we had a little baby pool and she would like, maybe we'd have to like, kind of like get treats and kind of force her in there. But she didn't want to have anything to do with water after that at all. It was, it was kind of sad. We ruined her. (laughs) I I feel the same way. We, I tried a a baby pool this past summer just because it's so hot and man, she just doesn't even, she doesn't want to be around it. Now, a lot of people, of course, are going to be traveling during this summer and 
as we all know, cars get very hot. Especially, you know, you live in a, in a very hot place like Texas. But I was thinking about Florida when I'm imagining her out on the fan boat. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like, well, what about heat? You know, because a lot of dogs, most dogs, but there's a, a certain breeds are actually even more susceptible to the heat. Do you have any tips about how to, you know, help them out? Like, especially if you're traveling during the summer. Well, I will say we we do try to avoid the summer. So I intentionally make sure that we plan our weekends in April and May. We had a little day trip planned in Galveston um, later in August. But unfortunately, in Texas, it's still pretty hot. So um, we just we always have a cooler with lots of water. Ellie drinks a ton of water. Um, And then I also have one of those, you know, $50 pop up tents that you get from Walmart or um, our sports store here as Academy. And so that was really helpful having some sort of shade for her. Her, And you know, those little like neck towels. I mean, dogs like them too. And so I've seen some people uh, whose dogs love water. They'll bring a little blow up Mm -hmm. pool and the dogs can relax in there. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a smart idea. I like that. Let's talk about packing and preparing for a trip. But now, if you're like me, you're going to overpack as it is just for yourself. <laughs> and then, then you, you know, tack on a dog or three. And I know that when I travel, majority of my, the back of my SUV is full of dog stuff. And I've got like a little bag and my husband's got a little bag. Do you prepare for everything? Is there a way to not overpack? Well, what do you suggest there? I will say I'm a planner. And I think maybe with this process, I've had to become one. So I'm not sure if I started out as one. <laughs> like I pack triple as much as when I'm by myself, if I'm with her, because I want to make sure she has that, um, that space for her that I think that's one reason I love the road trip and because when you have your car if you need to go to the pet store if you need something else then you can do that there when I calendar out a trip I always calendar that she's had her you know meds or whatever the week before we leave there are phases you know some owners their dogs have other needs or allergies or things of that sort but she has a like a travel bag and so it has those kind of key items in there um like i said the biggest thing i have to worry about is just making sure she has enough water because she drinks a lot i mean i do have to be cognizant though to make sure especially in the heat you know if we're out in august and may that that i have enough water um down here bucky's is a huge Mm -hmm. popular chain i feel like it's getting a lot of attention on social media but they (laughs) look out for dogs so well like they literally have um the dog doggy bags every 20 feet um same with when we were going up to south dakota there were a lot of loves truck stops and Mm -hmm. so we try to find you know things that have the little uh what do you call them dog enclosed dog areas or something i've traveled with a puppy uh, on a plane and mm. somebody gave me a really great tip whether you're in you know flying on a plane or just traveling in general um but something i never would have thought about especially if you have younger puppies um or you know younger dogs who haven't had all their vaccinations is somebody told me don't let your puppy use the uh the the dog relief area mm. um like at the airport so you know i wonder and again i haven't done a lot of 
you know, road tripping with my dogs. But if there are, you know, common areas like you're at a truck stop or something like that, a rest stop or anything, and there are common areas, if your dog isn't fully vaccinated, then you might want to just be be careful about something like that. Yes, great point. I have come to, especially in Arizona, like where there's not a lot of grass as a whole. Um, And then in Marfa as well, poor Ellie had to go to the restroom on a bunch of rocks. In in Arizona at uh, Saguaro National Park, I was so nervous. One girl's little puppy had kind of gone off trail and stepped on one of the needles of the cacti, um, and it really hurt her. So I live in Utah, and my in-laws are in southern Utah, which is very much desert area, and they also have cactus. Mm. (laughs) I've had two dogs meet the cactus <laughs> and it was not fun so we were being very careful not to mention keeping them away from the horses oh, but yeah. yes cactus be very very careful of this cactus and i will say also especially t- the jer- if it's summertime or stuff like that scorpions oh yeah um you know those those can get you too so yeah it is true i mean that's why when you're when i really think about a trip like with the everglades i really wanted to go for me like when i went to arizona there were days that i designated for her i wanted her to have fun we were gonna go do a she loves to kind of hike and climb uh which i did not know before that but i would seek out things (laughs) you know i was excited to kind of have her with me um and i consciously you know at night we were back in the hotel and, and things of that sort and so you really do have to think like at least in my opinion is if you want to travel with your dog just be intentional like i really want this you know to happen versus if you're going there for you and just don't have anyone to watch your dog may be a little more difficult i will say this in arizona i really wanted to go to um tombstone the city now it's very kitschy Mm -hmm. and touristy but my dad used to watch that movie all the time and it was in one of my travel books so i wanted to go and i just knew with all the people and like she wouldn't be able to go in the shops which meant i wouldn't be able to go into the shops so that day i did get her a, a a rover kind of daycare yeah, that's a great point. I never thought about it. So like if you go on vacation, you take your dog with you and then there's happens to be a day or even half a day that you want to go and do something that, you know, it, it is not dog friendly, but you don't want to leave them, you know, in the hotel or but you could you could get a rover. I never thought about it. You always think about rover being in your neighborhood and getting somebody to, you know, take care of your dog there, but you can it's everywhere. So that that's a good point. But I would say if you're not up for constantly kind of planning what you do with your dog um, during your trip, if that's gonna, if that kind of thinking and preparation, you know, as you're planning, you find, then that may not be the trip for your dog. Um, with Arizona, there was just so much, there were so many trails I wanted to do. It, it was very dog friendly. Um, that that was a good trip for Ellie. The same was when we went up uh, north, We our destination was Mount Rushmore. I went with my aunt and my mom. It was our Thanksgiving kind of holiday. We had nothing else to do and, and didn't want to cook. <laughs> so um, <laughs> we, you know, really planned out what part and, you know, a lot of it has to be outdoor. And so we found things um, that they could do. So um, that would be a tip if, if you know, you're really thinking I want to travel with my pet, 
would, you know, just make sure you've got your eyes on a few things that they could do rather than them, you know, um, going on a trip where you're probably not going to be outdoors with them much. It's excellent points. Love it. Out of all the traveling that you've done with your dogs, what's probably the biggest lesson that you've learned? I've just learned to really be cognizant of like what she's able to do and maybe unable to do. Um, I know that she's not going to be great in a huge festival. We have a huge German festival every year. And so I thought, well, I'm going to take her, but I'm going to take her during the day when there's not a lot of stimulation. But boy, there was still too much stimulation for her. And yeah, (laughs) it's just, you know, with too many people. And so um, I have... I have learned by trial and error, which I think we're all going to have to do our dog's personality. And I've mm-hmm. learned to respect her and what kind of her strengths are and her weaknesses. That's why we don't fly. Um, the second one just is more maybe advice is just start small. Um, I started by taking her to dog parks and just kind of getting her familiar. Um, but I learned by taking her on small small trips like we started with the bring fido app and we went to like a a couple of restaurants and kind of let her get acclimated kind of smaller what do you call it more quiet restaurants even a mod pizza and just kind of get her used to it then i would go to some of the more popular dog abundant you know kind of breweries well that's a lot more stimulating and so kind of getting seeing what she's if she's comfortable there like is she panting a lot is she constantly looking around or can she relax a little and so I really have to take her personality and kind of her strengths and and what she likes to do when I'm I'm planning a trip. It's 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 not necessarily my trip. It's kind of our trip. And I, I think they do need a little bit of of thoughtfulness about that rather than just, oh, I'm going to have my dog with me. And they're, you know, either in the hotel or in your bag or, you know, things of that sort. That's really some some really great advice. Um, and I, I love this. This has been so helpful to me um, and I'm sure to other people, too. And I love that we've been able to learn through your experiences. So the the big takeaway here is like, you know, just dip your toe yeah. in the water with your dog. Don't dive in, right? Yeah, I, well, and I just can't afford to. I mean, I've got a 58-pound dog if if she's uncomfortable. And, you know, can't be across the, I can't be across the country if something like that happens. I, I'm not ready for that. And so um, small steps. Yeah. And, and if they love it, then, you know, the world is your oyster. I follow a couple of counts who travel the world with their dogs. There's one, um, she has a great Dane that she's over in Europe with now. And so it's possible, um, but that dog has a great personality. I'm not sure Ellie, you know, (laughs) wants to put up with that. So, you know, it really ends up being uh, what makes our dogs happy and then what we're comfortable with as well. So um, every dog is different. Yeah. They all have their own little personalities. All right. So you actually document all of your uh, or a lot of your travels and advice and things like that. So tell us if somebody wants to follow you and and learn a little bit more. Sure. So I'm on TikTok and Instagram. It's all uh, where (laughs) underscore is underscore Brandy on uh, 
the TikTok and Instagram. And then I do have a blog. My blog is whereisbrandy.com. And I do have a section on uh, dog-friendly travels. Again, I uh, apologize. It's not always up to date, but I do try to make like little um, YouTube videos just to kind of show the reality of what it is. Like, you know, holding a camera and holding your dog's leash. That's not always the easiest thing to do. Um, <laughs> that is true. I Yeah, that is <laughs> All right. So definitely go check out uh, where underscore is underscore Brandy and go check out her website. Where is Brandy dot com. I love that, by the way. Where is Brandy? Where are you at? She was in the Everglades last Well, can I tell you? No, I love I, um, I started it back in 2009 because I really wanted to go to um, Connecticut. I don't know why it was in a thousand places before you die. Like that was place number one. And so my parents were really worried because I'd be by myself and I promised my mom will all post pictures and she's like well don't put them on facebook people will know you're gone and i was like okay so i <laughs> i made a blog back when it was blogspot.com um at dash oh, wow that's cool yeah back. <laughs> so it was just where is brandy because my parents were like where is she so um that's how it originated about <laughs> 15 years ago <laughs> That was, yeah. that was very smart of them because that's what I would want to know. Where are my kids? Now it's just send me your location on your phone. True. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Brandy. Thanks for being here. And uh, I've, I've learned a lot and I've really appreciated it. No, thank time. you. I've really enjoyed it. And I look forward to uh, hearing everyone's comments and suggestions. I hope they'll offer uh, maybe some ideas on their travels too. We definitely would love to hear more advice. So for sure. And if your dog has been on a fan boat in the airplane, I want to know about it. Me too. And I want photo and video evidence. <laughs> Absolutely. Pictures or it didn't happen. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Brandy. Thank Appreciate it. Don't forget, The Dog Mom Show airs every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can find all the latest episodes on our website at thedogmomshow.com. And follow us on Instagram at The Dog Mom Show to get dog parenting tips, share stories, and to let us know what you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening. And hey, give your dog a hug for me.